the forecast. To my right, we have AP18. How you doing? Hi, everybody. And to my left, we have GW40. How are you doing, Garrett? Doing swell. GW40, he is the uh, water placement 40. That's his name. And my name sure. is Marvin. We're here at the Wednesday Comics Forecast telling you the comic book's coming out for April 4th, 2018. That's 4418. Add them together. What do you get, Alex? Some numbers. 26. All right. Um, <laughs> new comic books today. You know what? I'm looking at the list here. And I know you guys sent me your list. looks kind of big, like usual. Uh, for me, not that much. I don't know what's going on, but and we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the first one here. It's from Garrett from Boom Studios, right? Met Cadet U, uh, number eight. This is uh, Greg Pak, right? Yep. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling it up here. Greg Pak with Takeshi Miyazawa. Um, what's this book? Uh, how's it been going? I see in the background we got a kaiju or some kind of thing bleeding. Uh, it doesn't look kid-friendly, but you said it's kid-friendly? <coughs> It is definitely kid friendly. Um, it's like I don't know. I haven't read the second arc. I've explained it on the forecast for it. I have read the first arc, and it's amazing. Um, I haven't got been able to get a hold of all the issues of the second arc that have been out so far. Um, so I'm really hoping I only have one issue to pick up, and I have it all the way caught up to what's coming out tomorrow. So I mean, if it was as good as the first arc, the second arc should be blowing it out of the water. So I just. I uh, wish there was more copies at my local comic shop to pick up, but that's uh, uh, kind of, I think, a more of an independent book that hasn't really taken off quite yet for a lot of people. Isn't that a you issue? How is that a me issue? Because you don't go digital. You could be reading it right now. I'm keeping is prints it alive. Nervous that this book could suck now? <laughs> no. No, no way is it going to suck. I see those covers. They look great. Uh, <laughs> tune in next month when uh, Gary says that he dropped this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can't get all the issues. <laughs> At Dark Horse Comics, we got Dr. Star and Kingdom. Uh, excuse me, Dr. Star and Kingdom lost uh, tomorrow's. Man, is that really what it's called? No, it's called oh, no. Dr. Dr. Star, Star and the, the Kingdom, Kingdom of Lost Tomorrow's. Okay, so the yeah. solicited link, they took out some words. Jeff Lemire and Max Fumari. This is the Astro Crime Fighter. Dr. Star discovers a sprawling alien city that just desperately needs his help to defend itself against a powerful intergalactic, intergalactic space monster. Uh, I got a little confession to make. I saw this on the solicited, and I was like, hey, I don't think I ever got issue one. I don't think... Uh, what? Yeah, I put it in your box. He put it in your box. Oh, then I have it. <laughs> Jeez. I don't, remember, I don't remember reading this. I don't remember seeing this first issue at all. But, uh, oh, no, you're right. I do have it. Okay, I just haven't read it yet. I was going to say, I physically had someone put it in your box. Uh, <laughs> Garrett, how's this book been? I really loved issue one. It's probably one of the best issue ones I've read in a long time, even though it's like within like an expanded universe. I mean, by the time it was over, I was just like, more. I want more. Like, no, I want more. Like, I don't want it to be done. Like, it was, it was amazing. Um, I think, like, lots of people should read this comic and see this is how you do an issue one. I remember liking this issue. I remember liking this, um, the start of this book, but I don't remember reading it. I remember liking it, just not remember reading it. I I don't know. I was blown out of the water. I thought it was awesome. At least you remember liking it and not reading it. I don't remember even picking it up. So that's where <laughs> I am at my level. Uh, Xerxes follow the house of uh, Darius, number one of five. This is Frank Miller and Frank Miller. Um, three new 300 issue. Um, is this something that you guys are uh, looking forward to picking up, or is this something that you're like, hey, uh, Frank's kind of done? No, I'm going to wait for the trade, because um, 
like, yes, it'd be cool to get this run, but like I have 300 in trade, so I don't really have any need to get exerces and uh, issues for the fact that a, you're right. It might not be that good. Cause sorry, Frank Miller, but anything you put out in the last like five years, eh. besides that last crusade book, that was pretty good. Um, but for the dark Knight returns, but other than that, uh, not so great, but, um, I've been really interested in this because a lot of the, uh, you know, that sequel movie, Rise of the Empire, kind of did a prequel sequel kind of thing, and they used stuff from Xerxes, and I thought that content was really awesome in the movie, and I know it's inspired based off how the work he did on this book, so I definitely want to read it, but not enough so that I'm going to take a risk and buy five issues worth for $5 a piece. Alex, what do you think? I know you're a fan of Frank. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, is- I didn't even know this book was coming out. I remember hearing about it, that it was going to be getting made. And that was years ago. Um, then I looked at this earlier tonight. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. But I, I think I'm in the same boat with Garrett that I don't I don't have 300 in issues. So I really don't think I need to get this in issues. I already know Marvin's going to hate it because the solicits and bullet points. Uh, yeah, well, I... I <laughs> I do see that if you look at the bottom of that solicit, it's sent in the Deluxe Collector's Edition, this issue. Does that just mean, uh, is that hardcover, or what does that kind of entail? I heard it's all prestige format. Okay. But it makes sense. Maybe, del- maybe Deluxe Collector means it's the same size as 300 of the graphic novel. Or you know, the good question That'd to ask, cool. uh, Garrett, the thing you like last from Frank Miller was the last crusade, but Brian Azzarello, Brian Azzarello co-wrote that. So it's like, how much was right. Brian doing and how much was Frank doing? You really don't know. Yeah, that's true. So I guess you have to r- r- see when this comes out. If people are saying this is great, is this something that... Oh, well, you already said you could pick up and trade. So, yeah, you know, finish off your collection. DC Comics, this is uh, Astro City number 51. This is uh, Kurt Busiek, Brent Anderson. Uh, this is the second part of the last arc. The last... Well, excuse me. The second part of the last issue um, of the new arc. Uh, I really did enjoy number 50. It was actually pretty great. And uh, it send, it goes back to issue one. So if you ever read issue one of Astro City, this is a continuation of that story, of that character, which uh, that's kind of the thing of Astro City. There's a bunch of characters, but there's always new characters and new arcs. So you, every issue of Astro City can be your first issue. Uh, you know, beginning of arcs, but still. The only thing with this book is, I believe, now don't quote me, because like I like we just uh, heard a second ago, I forgot I picked up an issue of uh, uh, that Dr. Tomorrow, whatever it's called. <laughs> but uh, I believe this issue, this last issue, didn't come, it came out like two months ago, number 50. So that's my, my only issue with Astro City is that it doesn't come out consistently, and I think Kurt knows that. So that's why he's switching to graphic novels only with this book. And plus, like, the stories that he tells in these books are better read altogether. Uh, Garrett, I bar- I'll let you borrow Confession. Right, and I believe like that story altogether is greater than getting at any issues. And I think the way he plays with these short arcs, but like it's all contained story, you actually need the whole thing. So I'll be. Getting I saw. Go ahead. I saw your last issue of this before the trade stuff has been pushed back quite a bit, a couple months. Ooh, well, I still yeah. like. I I I jump back down fifty just to be like I'm going to get the rest of this. This is going to be finishing up in issues. Uh, and I did enjoy it a lot. It's still great. It's still the, as great as I remember it being. But uh, it just, you know, it's one of those books that like doesn't come out all the time. But it's still great when it comes out. It's like the Deadly Class, like how Deadly Class is now. But this book's been coming out forever. So we'll see how that goes. Batman number 44. This is Tom King. And uh, let's see here who we got. 
Oh, Joel Jones back on art. Whoa. Or Mikhail Jannon. Both of them are credited with artists. We'll see who it is. Something blue. Follow Batman and Catwoman on two separate but parallel paths as their weddings plan their wedding planning kicks into high gear. Selena picks out her dress and Bruce Bruce starts making arrangements for their new life together. But this being Gotham City and they being Batman and Catwoman, you can bet that nothing will go as expected. By the way, so they released, and I think it might be the next issue that has that cover, uh, these pictures a while back. There are these covers. Uh, one's by Jen, which is the one you see on this cover here. And then there's one by Joel Jones, which um, probably is the next one? issue. Or is it, let me look at this. Very, oh, no, it's the variant of this issue. Uh, I think, I love Mikhail uh, uh, Hanin, but uh, I think that looks like so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Funny. Like, it just doesn't look right. But the Selena one looks beautiful, and that's the cover I want. Uh, like, that looks natural. The other one looks like, I don't know, there's something about it. Just seeing Batman staring back at Bruce. <laughs> Maybe the stance. I think it's that Bruce looks like he's constipated. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. the whole stance and everything. Well, Selena, Selena's just actually looking. She like looks she's, elegant. She looks like she actually is yeah. reflecting, which is what this issue should be about. Why I'm excited for this issue is them reflecting, kind of getting into the wedding plans. And actually, who would have who would have known? Let me let me uh, poll the audience here. Who would have guessed that uh, a year ago, if I told you, hey, the thing you're going to be most excited for is Catwoman and, and Batman getting married next year? Is that what you would have guessed from this book, Alex? No, I I actually was expecting this book to. Now it's been pretty solid since issue twenty, and I, I know we talk about it all the time. I would never have guessed that Bruce would have been like, I want to settle down, I want to have a a life with this woman. And to be fair, Catwoman's never been one of those characters for me that I go, that's who Bruce would end up with. I always actually thought it'd be Talia, even though she stabbed him in the, stabbed him in the back so many times. But Bruce never learns his lessons. So uh, I'm actually really excited for this book. I'm excited for how this arc has been. And just to know that Tom King really does just kind of tell a story all the way through every arc. So I know this issue is like a one shot. I think it, this is going to be an issue to like kind of focus everything up before the next arc uh, with, I guess, Joker taking over Gotham or whatever. Um, that's been teased in every DC comic. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see like this. I think this will give you the final like focal point, like, Hey, here's where we are so far. And now we're going to head into the, the madness that will be getting to this wedding. I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a great issue. I think, Tom King excels in these one-shot issues where he's like, let me just delve into these characters for a second and remind you that these books aren't only about Batman fighting crime, so it's good. Uh, Batman White Knight number seven. This is Sean Murphy and Sean Murphy. Uh, this issue, it's Jack versus the Joker. Uh, Garrett, how's this? It's almost wrapping up. Got one more issue left. How's this book been going? Let me let me uh, throw this out there and we'll see how you react to this. I heard that, that people enjoy this book so much. It's selling very well, by the way. It's in the top 10 selling books uh, every month it comes out. Uh, do you think a sequel is possible? Um, very much so, depending on like Sean Murphy's willingness to obviously tell a sequel um, and for there to be like a plot worthy of having a sequel. But I think like I see that this is the second to last issue and I'm like, there's no way. Like, I feel like there's so much more they could do with this universe. Uh, I've really loved it. I think Sean Murphy's killing it in this book. Um, 
it's I can't believe it's almost over already. That's what's surprising to me. And I think the cliffhanger, the last issue going into this one, I'm super excited to see what happens. Maybe not this story directly, but like in this universe, you think the possibility of a sequel? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's Absolutely. what I've been hearing. Here's the confession I'm going to make again. I make a lot of confessions on this episode. Uh, I fell behind with, uh, I think, three. And I was yeah. I was behind with three and four. So I figured, you know, it's already halfway done. So I haven't actually read this since three. So I'm waiting Whoa. to like, read them all together. And then see how, and we're close to the end, so I might just read them all up to here, and then read the last issue, and we'll probably talk so about it on the show. Yes, you've still been, you're still getting them. Yeah, I still have just them. haven't read them. Okay, no, I okay. have them all. I just haven't. I just okay. haven't. Well, because you know uh, how I work, and uh, <laughs> I have a lot of books that I have to catch up on, and so every once in a while, I have a nice chunk of an arc, and I figure this thing, since I know it's going to be eight, might as well save it up. I was going to save it up till the end, but I think maybe I'll set up to seven, read it that way, I can anticipate number eight and. Uh, you know, kind of maybe we can talk about it later on the show. Uh, Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands, number six is this Tony Isabella and Clayton Hendry. That's the last issue of Black Lightning's little mini. Garrett, how's this thing been? It's been pretty good. Um, I think for, you know, for me getting used to Black Lightning as a character, like in all the comics I picked up for him and whatnot, um, I very much enjoy this story. It's basically another retelling, not necessarily of his origin, but just kind of like who his big arch, arch nemesis is and like his uh, motivations for being black lightning. Um, I think if you're trying to understand who the character is, this is a great run to pick up. Um, so uh, definitely looking forward to the last issue. I think uh, what happened last issue was enough to make me uh, want to see this story end. So hey, is this show not like in a bad way, but it's the show on a break. Um, I don't think so. I thought it was still going. Oh, well, I guess maybe my DVR just stopped recording. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I fell behind, so I'm not going to catch up until it's all out on Netflix. But Okay, because I was like, where's the show? I don't think my DVR has been recording it. Well, anyways, the show was good. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, so, it was uh, good. It was fun. It'd be nice. Actually, you know what's great about these miniseries, DC? They always go on Hoopla after they're done. So if you're ever interested in any, like the Dead Man one they did, the Hawkman one they did, they're all on there, so you can read them. But uh, that's what I'll do with this one, actually, because I really am interested to read more uh, Black Lightning. So, uh, Curse of Brimstone, number one. This is Justin Jordan and Philip Tan. This is the new na- New Age of Heroes book coming out tomorrow. Uh, Joe Chamberlain would do anything to save his small, forgotten town, even make a deal with the devil. But things get worse, and Joe finds himself cursed with the power of Brimstone. With the power of fire and destruction coursing through his hands, Joe must now track down and destroy the demon he made his deal with before the power he now wields destroys the town he was going to save. But as the fiery pain inside him grows, can this young man overcome his own demons before the power rips him apart from the inside out? Now, we do say on the show that a lot of these books, and I think Gary, you're the first one to notice the Spider-Man uh, sideways thing, a lot of them are uh, Marvel copycats, kind of, and them do try right. to do that better. Uh, Garrett, uh, does this one just basically Ghost Rider? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Does that mean I, you're on board? Uh, oh, I'm hell yeah, I'm on board. If I only get a one-shot from Marvel and I get a whole series from DC, I'm taking the whole series. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just reading the preview alone, I'm like, I know exactly what they're setting up. Like, hell yes, bring it on. Uh, the only thing I'm trying to get used to is uh, the art, that style I'm not really used to, but I'm sure I'll like it if I see more content with it. But. You know what? That's my only issue, too. So, Philip Tan, I know I don't enjoy his art 100%. I mean, it's not bad. I just, right. It's not really a style that I like, but so that would be the only thing for me not to pick it up. Alex, I know you're a fan of the Ghostwriter, but I do also know that you uh, are trying to cut bad books. Is this one that you check out or is this one that you leave on the shelf? 
I honestly, I think this is one that I'm just going to leave on the shelf. I, if it was Ghost Rider, yes, but I, I'm not. I'm just not sold on this character. Yes, he's probably going to be better than Ghost Rider. Actually, we'll have a whole uh, whole series for him. But I'm just, I just even listening to you describe it to him, I'm just like I'm not, I'm not sold. So I wouldn't go that far. Be better than Ghost Rider, but well, it's going to be better than that one shot you got. Boom. Did you read that already? <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, that's right. I don't think so. I, I've seen a lot of great reviews for that one shot. Have you ever read it yet either? Okay. Mm-mm. I think at the very least, like uh, I think what Alex is trying to say is that this character will have more support from DC than Marvel's had for Ghost Rider recently. So if you're a fan of that character, then uh, pick up this book and at least try it out, I would say. I mean, like Alex, Alex I mean, maybe Alex is not going to be uh, Ghost Rider. I'm not trying to make you get the book. You can not, you don't pick it up. You know me. I I uh, I don't pick up anything. But um, <laughs> but if you are like Garrett and you're like, man, you've been wanting Marvel to do a Ghost Rider book, pick up this book and, and spite and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to make this book a top seller. And then maybe they'll bring back Ghost Rider being like, hey, we want to compete too. So then you get both again, Garrett. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd take both. Deathstroke number 30. This is uh, Christopher Priest with uh, Carlo uh, Pucciolani on art. This is the first part. Of Deathstroke versus Batman beginning this month, a six issue series within a series features the ultimate showdown between DC's fiercest rivals. Uh, this is the thing they announced a while back. I thought it was going to be its own series, but I guess it's part of Deathstroke storyline. Uh, we get a Deathstroke versus Batman. Now, I know I'm all in because I've been on this book since day one, but you two uh, jumped off a while ago. Uh, does this interest you enough to jump on, or are you off of this too? <clears throat> I'm not getting it. I, uh, when it was its own series, I was totally sold. Um, being that it's in Deathstroke, I'm I'm a little apprehensive, but I may take a look at it tomorrow. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to make any promises. Can it's I ask? I may get it. A question: Is your apprehensiveness because it is part of a series and it's going to be number thirty, or is it because you think it might be too involved in the Deathstroke story? Um, honestly, it's both. That how much am I going to be missing out on not having read the previous twenty, and I'm not going to go back and get them, and how much of it is the other one? Which the reason I said so the other one is because I can't remember what the other one was. Well, based on the content, like even for me, I know it's about Damien and his like parentage and whatnot, but I feel I don't know. And I think it's more for me lately. I just kind of let down by Christopher Priest, like with Justice League. And I, I know those are two different narratives and like, I can't judge them just on one book and whatnot, but um, you know, I'm, I'm too much of a roller coaster with him right now. And like an already big week for me, I just don't need to add that stress to my life. Uh, exit stage left the Snagapus Chronicles number uh, four or six. And I, I know you two are huge fans of this book, so I'll, I'll speak for you. Uh, Mark Russell and uh, Mark Morales on this book. Uh, this is uh, Snagapus, right? He's uh, as trouble brews at home and the government builds its case against him. Disaster looms for Snagapus when a Huckleberry Hound falls in love. But both love and lo- excuse me, life and love take unexpected turns. So we're all helpless and awake. Uh, this actually is pretty, uh, if you like the Flintstones that came out uh, by Mark Russell a couple years ago, or not a couple years ago, it was last year. Um, this actually is in the same vein, or actually like it's, on, on par with taking social commentary, but just with different characters and about different issues. And I if you enjoyed that. Get this book, which I did. So it's two more issues left. Or actually this one and then two more. 
Uh, Green Arrow number 39. This is uh, R.I.P. This is Kali Kelly and Jackson Lansing with uh, Marcio Takara, the children of Vicar, part one. Garrett, now I know you like Ben Percy. Now I know you like them. I know you don't like Kelly and Lansing, but do you keep getting this book to kind of merge onto the next writer, or are you just, you're off of these two issues? Nope, I'm off till August when the now, new team takes over. Who's taking over that book? They haven't announced it yet? Uh, I thought they did. I thought it was the... Oh, it is. It's people from uh, uh, the Batman, Batgirl and the Birds, Birds of Prey. Prey. Yeah, it's uh, that team, so that'd be good. So when they take back on, then I'll be back on, but... I mean, I already have to suffer all one shot by them for Nightwing. I'm not going to do two books. That, I don't know. I believe it's the Benson sisters, the writers of the hundred on uh, CW. So the book, yeah, the book. Right. Uh, and Justice number two, you know, of twenty three. This is uh, Tom Taylor and Mike S. Miller. Uh, Garrett, how's this book been? Who's this holding up, Batman? Um, that would be Amazo, okay. and the book is back on track. It's been so good. Um, holy shit. I just read the last issue and like, again, more spoilers, but just if you want to see fucking batshit crazy DC universe, get this book. That's all I'm going to say. So good. Pick it up. I think I want to read this book just so I can see how batshit crazy it is. And then when I read it, be like, Oh, okay. That was, that was cool. But not be excited. That's, I need, what I need, the fuck I need, kind of statement is that? <laughs> yeah, that's I want to. I want. I want. You want to get a book just, like, just to be? Eh. No, because you're so excited about it, and it's not even me wanting to shit on you. It's I want it to be like, oh well, Garrett says this book is amazing, and my my brain will explode out of my head, and then I read it going, meh. I think. Let me let me uh, rephrase what Alex is saying and put it in, in terms that uh, aren't so uh, extreme. I think what he's saying is that uh, he th- believes the book. He believes you are uh, saying that this book is so crazy that you're kind of overhyping it, and he's going to read it. And it's not as crazy as you think it is. I think that's what he's saying. I, yeah, I think I think he, I think he doesn't know what to expect from this book because that's all that he knows from this book. That it's uh, no rules. Other, than, I mean, I realize I have now. To be fair, I do ask Garrett to spoil things for me, so I know there are some crazy things that happen. But for how much you love this book, it just makes me want to get it just to piss you off. So I can go, meh. I read the first volume. It was good of the first series. So, And I know Tom Taylor's been a great writer. Uh, so I'm not sure. You know what? So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, more the camp to bleed, believe Garrett on this thing. But uh, I'm more also curious how, they, how he kept it up for so long. But I guess you can see. I guess if you have a DC universe that you can do anything with and that you know, people actually, when they die, do die, then maybe you can do some good stuff with it. So I think it'd be fun if they would add in the characters. And I realize DC doesn't have the rights to some of the other characters in the game, but it'd be so much fun to see them get to add in like the turtles or to add in Hellboy or to add in, I don't know who else they added in, but other characters that aren't DC's property would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Justice League number 42. Is that the next book, right? Um, Christopher Priest and Pete Woods does his last part too. This is the second part of uh, one of his last issues. Just Christopher Priest before it's over to uh, Scott Snyder. Uh, Garrett, you said this has been hit or miss for you, right? Yeah, like at the beginning of his run, great. But now 
it's kind of like veering off to where I was starting to veer off in Deathstroke. Like, eh, it's a little, little much. I'm a couple issues behind, well, I so it, I can't answer. But yeah. Alex, what about you? You've been so on board. I what was was it issue forty, Garrett, or issue forty one that you and I both just were 40. so sick of seeing forty? Okay, that's right. I haven't read forty one. Um, I just I've been struggling with this book ever, since the beginning, even struggling with this book. Uh, and the longer I read it, the more I'm like, wow, I he's priest, priest is just not my writer. I am not enjoying this book at all. What's the last issue we talked about on the show? Thirty nine. Yeah, I think so. 39 was an issue where we bombasted Alex for not liking No, we didn't, but he argued for a long time that he wasn't his book. He really didn't like it, which was fine. I think we determined in that uh, review, which was uh, super long, that um, that uh, it's not his kind of writer, which she just said. Uh, but Garrett, now you're, you're kind of seeing his side, right? So what I'm asking yeah. is, do you owe an apology? Do I owe who an apology? Alex. Oh, for getting that book? No, for Bomb no. on that that episode. No, because that was a great <laughs> issue. I'm, I I review per issue. I don't review per series. So uh, thirty nine, great. I still think it's great. Forty, I still think it's shit. See, that's where I, I haven't read forty or forty one. So you're telling me forty it, it takes is a dive like that Brett much. Ratner X three. All right, I'm gonna read it. No, yeah, yeah. Don't forty was tough to read. Those are my next two issues. It was too much. We already know what you're going to say. You're going to say you love it. <laughs> that's oh, not, yeah. that's not necessarily Marvin, true. You're, you're going to go into going, oh, this is a, a 10. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. And uh, we're like, well, I need more. I need less words. Nightwing number 42. This is also Kelly and Lansing with Jorge Corano. Corano? And a uh, nice Jorge Jimenez uh, cover. The uh, Crimson, Crimson Kabuki. When uh, Damian Wayne disappears during a solo mission to Tokyo, Nightwing must enter. The CD Underworld to save the boy who was once his Robin. Uh, I'm assuming Garrett, you're out on this too. No, I'm going to get it. This one I want to get all the because it's only I mean two issues that this is the only one by them, and then there's another writer for the next issue. And then 44 is when Ben Percy starts. So um, I can handle it because uh, you know I handled the whole end of Grayson by them. So somehow I got through that. I can get through this one issue. Alex, Ooh. you still on board? Or are you off with this one? Uh, I, I'm not caught up, but I'll still get it. Um, Garrett, that's putting a lot of faith in them. Saying, oh, I no. stayed on through Grayson. We hated Grayson. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I can handle getting the last oh, six issues of that series, I can handle one issue if they try to get a little too uh, off the beaten path. You know they're going to bring Spiral in. and I know. Bring back, uh, what's the lady's name? Or the... Uh, Whoever cares? Who cares? Never mind. Um, <laughs> I think actually, uh, with me for anyways, I'm done with this issue because uh, I don't. Yeah. I really I like Ben Percy, but like the his Green Arrow wasn't enough for me to like stay on that book. And I think yeah, he really does write better in trade. I mean, I think I will still keep up with this and when it goes to Hoopla and read it. But I think issue wise, I think I'm done with this one. Yeah. Uh, and you know how much I love Dick Grayson because uh, my son I, I shares a. Uh, name with him so like it's not like i don't like this character but i think i you know with alex said he doesn't enjoy christopher priest's writing it's not that i, I don't enjoy ben percy's writing but i do think at least for me you know and remembering back to his green arrow that i enjoyed like his whole arc together and so i think right. it'd do better in a trade for me rather than issue per issue you know some people are doing great per issue tom king doesn't write a great issue you know uh 
Uh, I think uh, Rick Remender writes a great issue, but some people like write for the trade, and I think Van Persie is one of those people. So, hey, who who writes Teen Titans? Uh, ben Percy. Ben Percy. It was Ben Percy. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to because now that you're talking about, I didn't care for Green Arrow. That I'm wondering if I'm not going to like Nightwing. I guess we we'll have to see. Know. I mean, it might be different. I mean, it might be one of those Sam Humphrey things where he his Green Arrow book. run was one of the best things I've ever read. So. Yeah, but you like you like that character. You like that writing. I didn't care for that. I don't care for that character in general. And I don't know if I like. It. Anyway, I'll figure it out when I get to it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, a little update here: Justice League number uh, forty. Uh, I looked up its uh, comic book roundup review, and it ha- it's settled at a seven. Is that good? Seven out of ten. That's too high for me. That's too high. <laughs> okay. Yeah, seven sounds like you're it letting is, it off easy. It is one of the lower-rated uh, Justice League of his run, so you guys aren't wrong that it takes a dip. But how much? I guess we'll see when I read it. Uh, according, six, I mean, my six weeks up. later, <laughs> I'll find it here somewhere. It's probably next to that fucking <laughs> Doctor Tomorrow. Uh, Superman number forty-four. It's Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, and Patrick Gleason on art. Bizarro Redeath Part Three. Now, Garrett, let me ask you a question. Yep. You are you guys got the you got the chance to write Superman. You're winding down. It's you know gonna you're gonna be giving up to Brian Michael Bennett because he came on board and one of the only reasons he came on board is to write Superman. So you know your run's being cut short. Uh does this run justify their end or does it feel like there is a missed opportunity to do something different? Um I just feel like they're saving the end of their art for that. obviously that special so this was going to be like a fun arc that they wanted to do. And I'm actually really enjoying it because it's nice seeing Tomasi and Gleason do what they do. But it just feels like, you know, after all the angst of like, well, I guess we don't get to be on the series uh, anymore. It's like, I think even with them, that being announced, it's like you guys were off your book for about two to three months. So I don't know. Like, I feel bad for you. But at the same time, like if it was editorial wise, like, where the hell were you? Like, if you, I don't know. It just feels weird to me because, like, I feel bad for them. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you weren't really doing anything with the character anyways. So, but this arc has been good. Um, should it be a last arc? No. So I'm glad that special's coming out. But it's still fun to read. So if they, that special, if you didn't know it was coming out, you'd be kind of mad right now that they're, this was it? If this was it, yeah, I'd be like, okay, might as well just have Superman walking around the whole world again. Like, But I think that's part of it, right? That it's not even that this is their final arc. If they've been doing it the whole time and then they decide to end and this is fine. I mean, do what you want. But it's just that they've taken a lot of breaks on this book. You know, for them. I mean, they yeah. did that with Batman and Robin too, didn't they? If I remember correctly. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that's just like they have certain arcs in mind. It just takes longer. Maybe Gleason is, uh, takes longer on her. But just seems like a shame. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Uh, let's see here what we got here. IDW publishing nothing there that uh, we get. Um, so we'll move on there. Image Comics. There's a new book from Jerry Dugan coming out called Analog. Number mm-hmm. one. This is Jerry Dugan writing David O. Sullivan on art. Five years from now, the security of the internet has totally been has been totally destroyed. Secrets are no longer sent over the web, but they're entrusted to armed couriers called ledgermen. Like a human punching bag, Jack McGinnis. He's got one gun in his hand and a briefcase handcuffed to the other. Danger lurks around every corner, and Jack has to watch his back because he has a part in a cyber attack that changed the world. 
Get in on the ground floor of this new ongoing series. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, that long solicit. Uh, Jerry Dugan, uh, writing a new series for Image. Uh, and David L. Sullivan, um, doing a book here. That sounds like an interesting concept. Is this something you would pick up, Alex? You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of leaning towards I might at least give issue one a chance. When hey. you told me about what are they called, Ledgerman, I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. It's got a girl so on, I, on colors too, Jordy Blair. If you read the preview for this book, like you can probably read it here, but I mean, I read it in the image plus and I read the interview by Jerry Dugan. It's, I think it's going to be a great book. Like I think it's going to be full of suspense and like, um, definitely going to be kind of a cool foreshadowing of what could potentially happen for the world. So very excited. Yeah, I'll give it a try. It does sound different enough. Remember I always talk about that. A lot of these, uh, books that are coming out they all sound alike it does sound different enough that it makes me want to be like oh yeah let's try that out so you know if you're looking for something different jared Dugan's a good writer so um i'm not sure about david o'sullivan's art is he doing the cover too is that his cover um he's only one credit to write so i assume that's his cover i think so yeah so uh we'll see how that is but it is something on this week like i said i didn't have much coming out that may be something i pick up and we can uh yeah it is david o'sullivan take a gander at uh analog number one uh, you guys still getting God Complex? Yep. God Complex, number five. This is Paul Jenkins and Henry. Uh, how do you say that, Garrett? Prasietta. Uh How's this book? Probably been? not, but um, I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's drawn really great. Um, the story is very compelling. And like what happened for the cliffhanger of last issue, I'm so excited for this issue. It's good. Uh, the art, the art is really good. The story is is picking up in last issue. I was a little worried about issue three. Kind of left me going, "All right, that was okay." Issue four was actually really good. So I don't have a reason to drop this book. Uh, it's God Complex number five. I hate Fairyland number eighteen. This is uh, Scotty Young writing and doing the art. Uh, Alex, how's this book been? Once, I, once again, let me just say, I said every month this book comes out, it just seemed like something I should be reading. And I know you say it's great. Is it still great? Oh, this this book is so... I have I think this is one of my favorite books that I get. It's it's not on a top five list, but when it comes out, uh, it's hilarious. The That second cover there, the I Hate Fairyland, which actually says, uh, fuck Fairyland, is great. I love Larry is so good. The story now is that Gert uh, went to hell, and this is she. I mean, you actually just realize where her hell is. Is still being stuck in Fairyland, so we're just living her life, and it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be so good. Looks great, reads great. There's no swearing in the book. It's all fluff this or fluff you. Oh, Marvin, if you should be reading this book, this really does seem like a you book. I, uh, it's all on Hoopla, so I might be checking it out, um, along with, I mean, obviously one of these days I got to sit down a list and write down these books and say I'm going to read, but, uh, this might be on the list. <laughs> this will be on this list next to, uh, Justice League 40, 41, and, uh, that, uh, aforementioned, uh, Dr. Tomorrow, so, um, <laughs> I am serious. I will read this book. This is something like, Scotty Young was great. I do love Scotty Young. He did Wizard of Oz, which was great. He did a sequel, The One for Wizard of Oz. No, that's the first one, right? The Wonderful World of Oz, something like that. And then he went on, Marvel figured out that he was doing their books, and uh, they decided to make him the guy who did all these variant covers. So, like, for a good, like, what, year, year and a half, he was just doing variant covers. 
from Marvel. And then he this book popped out of that, which I, I believe, I mean, it seems like that he was trying to be like, well, I can do more than just like these variant covers. And actually, there's an issue of Spider-Man that he did with Deadpool that is pretty great. And it really isn't that kind of cartoony style, which I mean, this book kind of is. But I mean, the man's versatile. So that's why I want to check this out. I'm assuming that it's not just a book about fairy uh, tell people like it's very nuanced and it's Scotty Young doing what Scotty Young wants to do. But I do enjoy the guy, so that's why I want to pick it up. So I'll check it out. Uh, Isola, number one. This is uh, Ryan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Uh, Carl Kershaw doing the art on this. Uh, Childhood friends, Brian Fletcher and uh, Carl Kershaw reunite on the comic page. With a breathtaking fantasy adventure two decades in the making, the captain of the Royal Guard has fled the capital city of the Queen of Mar, suffering under the effects of an evil spell. Captain Rook only hope it's only hope of returning Queen Owlin to her throne and saving the kingdom from impending war lies in an island halfway around the world, the place known in myth as Isola, Land of the Dead, uh, featuring lush colors from Misik from Gotham Academy, also letters by, sorry, I can't say that name, but from the person from Motor Crash. By the way, so like it says here, recommended for fans of Studio Ghibli and uh, Hayao Miyazaki. I did see this in Image Plus. Speaking of Image Plus, like Gary was talking about this book looks so beautiful. Like, yeah, this is oh a book. Like, this is a book like uh, the other the other new major one. I said I'll check it out. This is one like I'm gonna get. Yeah, 100%. this it looks like uh, like it says it looks like a Miyazaki film in print, and it just the whole concept of it. It just seems like something that's so. It's like you know I like those movies. Like it's like a fantastical tale with normal people, and it just everything about this was like. Get this book, Marvin. It's going to be great. Like everything, you know, I read the the article, I read the interview, everything about it was like, I felt the love of these creators being like, this is a story we were willing, waiting to tell for two years, for decades. Uh, not two years, 20 years. Um, we really want to tell this thing. We really want to get it out there. Then I saw the art and I think it just sold me on it. Garrett, are you going to get it too? Uh, yes. This is my most anticipated book of the spring. Um I like I too read the Image Plus thing, but I've been waiting for this one for a while. Um, I have loved their work with Gotham Academy. I got that entire run. Um, wish I had gotten Motor Crush when that was first coming out, but I was a little behind. Uh, I was a little late on that one, but I'm so uh, so excited for this. And like I too love like the Miyazaki movies and like that fantasy nature and. Um, and I mean, all the world building that I've read about in their interviews and whatnot, I yeah. think this is going to be one of those epics that's going to be really fun to follow. Uh, Car Carcerol, who I said should have been doing the art for Flash, and I think he did like one issue. And uh, now it's too late. Now he's doing his own book. So I guess uh-huh. you have to read this. But like you just said, Garrett, you know, usually when they announce these image books, there used to be a time when I was like super excited for all of them and would make a list being like, I got to get all these books. And then I think now I'm kind of more hesitant because, A, I know like a third of them aren't going to come out ever. They're just, you know, they pitch them and that's it. Right. Uh, the other third are good, like, pitches or good synopsis. But really, when you start reading them, you're like, okay, this isn't what I was told this was going to be. And the other third usually is like the books that stay around, the books that we figure out that are good. Uh, when I, and usually, like I said, I feel jaded about it. When I say these, I'm more looking, being like, ah, oh, this, is, this is not going to come out. This is not going to come out. I saw this one and I was like, it brought me back to being like super excited for an image book again. I was like, this one really does seem like, and that it's really going to be something. Like you said, reading those interviews, being like they've been building this thing forever, 
you know, their right. childhood friends being like, they came up with a story and then like, I don't know. Everything about it for me seems like this is something early on. I want to get on board. And so that's what I'm going to get. It. Yep. Uh, even like that cover is great. So yeah, both I'm getting both covers. If I can get it, others I'll order it online. Uh, sex criminals number 23. This is five feet. By the way, Alex, you got any interest in checking that out? Uh, is this the one that's got that tiger? The blue tiger. Yep. Yeah. Then yes. <laughs> uh, not, not for any other reason other than getting that tiger. I'm sure the tiger will look beautiful on the page, and I'm sure uh, it'll be a character that you fall in love with. Uh, so, of course, sold. Sex Criminals number mm-hmm. twenty-three. This is Matt Fraction and Chip Sadarsky. This is Five Hitter Discount Part Three. Uh, Alex, this book still good? I I really do enjoy this book. It's it was weird for a while, and then it's come back into its a more consistent story. Uh, the two main characters that beginning in the book they were together. And they liked each other. They had the same power. You know, when they orgasm, they freeze time. Well, now they split up. And now we're... I, I don't remember how they split up. Because one, I just remember them doing it one time. And then I think that's when they ended it. They're like, all right, we had fun. Let's be done. They're dating other people. Um, it's good. I think Chip Zdarsky's art is fantastic. And the way that they... they both writer and artist break the fourth wall and talk to you. It's pretty good. Is this worth it for me? Because it's on Hoopla to read those trades to catch up to it. Because I did drop off. Uh, you know, dropped at issue nine. So. Yeah. So I think that's more for you to decide whether or not you actually want to read it. I'm asking and for opinions here. Well, to be, I don't like issue forty of uh, Justice League. You're gonna like it. Uh, I like this book. You may not like it. <laughs> oh. Okay. This is one I can't tell you. Like at least I hate Fairyland is a book I can go. Marvin would enjoy this book. You're correct. You wouldn't else. know because yeah, I did drop. I did get the book at one time and I dropped off. Uh, so, but I think it was more at the time because it was a book that came out like twice a year. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that at least you could binge read the one. I mean, I would just restart one through twenty-two or whatever is on Hoopla. You wouldn't have to wait for it. But then when you do get caught up, then you have to wait anyway. So. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Walking Dead 178. This is uh, Robert Kirkman and uh, Charlie Allred. I almost said Brian McAvendis. I don't know why. Charlie uh, Allred. This is New World Order. New World Order Part Five. Princess Unleashed. It's possible Princess doesn't fit in at the Commonwealth. Uh, I believe I'm caught up on this book, if I can remember correctly. Um, and I think actually, um, uh, not sure what to think about this new arc. What do you think, Garrett? Um, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'm excited for this issue for the fact that the first issue with Princess in it was great. Um, but this whole New World Order event business, I feel kind of like um, your local business got picked up by a corporate conglomerate. Because, like, now I'm paying an extra dollar. Still not explained why I'm paying an extra dollar for sometimes less pages than I was getting for uh, $2.99. And... Like, it doesn't really feel like an event, um, so I don't know why they're marketing it as one. Um, yes, crazy things are happening, but I'm like, that's what The Walking Dead's always been about, so I don't know why you need to call it a special event thing going on right now. You just call it The Walking Dead, and I know what's going to happen. Like, something crazy's going to happen. The only, the only thing for me is, like, the only thing that feels fresh, and spoilers for, like, two seconds, is Michonne and what she finds out uh, when she gets there. Um, 
But everything else feels like pain by the numbers, Walking Dead. Like they meet this group, they're right. not sure if they're okay or not. There's signs that they might be not 100% friendly, that they might be something more than they're saying. And but it's like, isn't that every arc of Walking Dead? Yeah. So that's what I'm just confused. It's like, what's different about the, like you said, they're promoting this thing. Like this is the books never going to be the same again. It feels like the same thing. <laughs> like right. I'm literally not reading anything different. And that's the only part of me where I'm like, I'm not sure what to think about this because I do like the Michonne thing. Like if that was its own thing, I would enjoy it. I do like Negan, but they're not focusing on Negan at all. I like that story that he's by himself and he's like rehabilitated and he doesn't want anything to do with anybody else anymore. He understands why he's being left alone, being isolated. Like, like all that's like I've been saying, the characters are good, but the situations you're putting them are the same situations. And you would think at this point they would learn that this always happens to them. I, know, I just feel like they're trying to bring in like the TV audience that's never read the comics. Like, oh, if you're not reading Walking Dead, you should read this. And it's like, yeah, if you're an actual fan, you're like, who's been reading the comics? You're like, uh, seen this. At what like, point do they do something totally different that it feels like it's brand new and fresh? Like. Can we stop? Like, there's free, there's city. I don't understand they don't want to go to cities because there's a bunch of walkers, right? Right. But can we get some different type of setting? Can we get a different type of situation? Something. It's literally the same book over and over again. And then it, you know, goes back to ground zero. And then we build up and it's them being like, oh, we met a new group. And it's like, oh, they're actually okay. And they're going to help us out. And guess what? They're not. So what would it take for you guys to drop this book? I, you know what? I was thinking about that, Alex. It's been 178 Ooh. issues of me reading this book. That's like the longest I've ever committed to any comic. And uh, I do know, like, I mean, to be fair, I read the first uh, 100 in uh, Compendiums. But still, I've like read 178 issues of a story. It does. I was thinking about that. I was reading the last issue. I was like, what's it going to take for me to drop this book? Uh, and at one point I did during All Out War because I... I felt the same way. I was like, I feel like this is the same thing as a governor. And, uh, you know, good things came out of it with Negan, but then they chose not to focus on it. And we're going back into the same exact thing. So, like, I don't know. I think I would have to, we would have to get to 200, A, and that if I feel like it's the same thing. And I feel like they, if they, like, keep at this price, I think also that's a nice, another indicator that I would be like, okay, well, now it's more expensive, and now I'm not getting anything new. I would drop the book. Right. I mean, ultimately, like, if you want something uh, concrete, maybe even like, oh, Marvin, when would you drop this book? I would drop it if uh, that Negan thing's never resolved and they just kill him off or something like that. Like, I would drop it. Like, really, like, do something with that guy. He's a really interesting character with the way he's gone. Or if, like, uh, they announced that they were bringing in more, like, if they announced that Daryl was going to be in the book, for instance, like they're bringing in a TV show character that's never been in the books. I think I would be done because then I know yeah. they're doing the show in the books. Right. They're just trying to make money. At that so point. I don't know. There's a lot of good. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, Alex, I probably would drop it, but there's also a lot of reasons I wouldn't drop it. I've been reading this book a long time. So, well, I just, I mean, I understand the waiting until issue 200. If it, if nothing has resolved or nothing's picked up or you're getting the same story again, but I just, I thought how, how much of a push would it actually be for you to Garrett? I don't think you would ever drop this book unless they jacked it up to four ninety nine. You're getting even fewer pages, right? And and there was stick stick characters that they put out there for you to look at. Um, but I just I, I mean I've seen Marvin. I've seen you get books and then be like, yeah, two issues in with one issue left to finish out the arc. Fuck this and dropping it. 
So I just want to know how, how much of a push would it take to actually make you drop it? Because I've heard you guys talk about it. I think the last at least two issues, if not three issues, probably since Princess showed up, you guys really haven't enjoyed this book. Well, the th- the All Out War, I actually, without which was like, okay, it wasn't really that great. Uh, but what happened between All Out War afterwards and between and up to this arc, actually, I thought was really great with the whispers and all that kind of stuff. Like, and Negan. So I thought that was actually really great. So that kept me on the book. And also, that felt like it was something different. I don't think they ever, and now we're getting into spoilers, but anyways, I, I never felt like they actually trusted that group. So that actually felt like they learned from that. But then now we're back at square one. So I don't know what the hell's going on. So, anyways, we'll, we should talk about that book sometime on the show rather than uh, on, this, on here for like 50 minutes. By the way, also, update uh, Dr. Star and the Kingdom of uh, Lost Tomorrow found my first issue. So I'll read that. Coming nice. Uh, Marvel Comics, Marvel. The Land. That was Rebirth. This is uh, All New Wolverine, number 33, just announced, canceled. Um, Tom Taylor, speaking of Tom Taylor, and Ramon Rosanas, Old Woman Laura Begins. In the not-too-distant future, the world is a utopia, where heroes have succeeded in bringing peace worldwide. At the head of the utopia is no other than Laura Kinney, who's passed on her mantle. Wolverine is living her best life as Manipur's benevolent queen. Uh, Garrett, what do you think, uh, old man... Oh, excuse me, old woman, Laura. I'm excited for this. Uh, I uh, I've been really liking the series. I know it's ending, um, but I know something else is going to happen with this character and Gabby and whatnot. Um, yeah, especially if they just stay in X Men Red. But uh, this concept interests me, um, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I know this is like the third to last issue, so I want to see uh, what Tom's going to do uh, in this issue. Like with a few, it's kind of like a futuristic what would wolverine be like uh, this far into the future so um yeah i'm excited and that costume actually looks pretty sweet i mean he really hopefully has they let her oops sorry no go ahead well, I was like, hopefully they let her keep her healing factor you know straight up unlike what they do with old man logan where his healing factor is garbage hopefully she's still worthwhile I agree. I think like with Logan, it's that he just gets the shit beat out of him so much that his healing factor can't keep up. Whereas Laura's like more agile. Like, I don't think she gets like that much. She doesn't get yeah. piss beaten out of her as much. So God, this, I'm, I'm looking just at the preview say, right now. It looks awesome. You would have to get, you have to get this uh, storyline because they announced that she's going back to be an X-23. So like, this would never happen. Right. So. right. Exactly. Amazing Spider-Man number 798. Dan Slott and Stuart Eminem uh, going on Swinging Part 2. Uh, Alex, you selling this book? Yeah, I don't think I'm caught up. I think I'm, I'm behind, caught up. But Dan Slott's I, final Spider-Man story continues. Uh, are you looking forward to the last four issues of his run? I think so. I mean, I, it's one of those things I don't even know if I can say yes or no. Being I can't remember if I'm actually caught up. I'm pulling a Marvin right here. Uh, but with everybody's favorite villain of some kind is in this, at least I know what uh, Norman's in it. I'm hopeful that this book ends well. So, 797 was really good. What's that cover look like? The 797 cover? Yeah. Um, it's like a black cover with the green goblin on his glider, uh, going through like a Spider-Man symbol. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. I do have that. I haven't read it. It's it's really good. I mean, there's a certain spoiler that I don't want to like say, but like basically Norman gets infused with something that makes him crazier than Norman is as he is crazy. Sorry to explain. 
but know, it's I know, exciting. And I know, I know what the spoiler is. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I heard your brother. Uh, what hashtag guest host one loves Spider Man said it was great. So yeah, I'm hoping that it is great. <clears throat> was Maybe Dan Slott's only good at endings. I mean, was did he turn, did he get uh, infected with Carnage? Maybe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Slott leaving the book. Nick Spencer coming up next. So we'll look forward to uh, Nick Spencer taking over. Uh, Marvel two and one number five. This is Chip Zdarsky and Valero uh, Shitty. Uh, Fate of the Four Part Five. The multiverse itself is on the brink of destruction. Ben and Johnny rise up to rise up to and stop the ultimate threat of the two of two of their greatest foes. So, uh, by the way, uh, before we talk about this book, I think we're all on board that this book's great, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the Fantastic Four book. If you're looking for a Fantastic Four book now, uh, they did announce Fantastic Four is coming back with Dan Slott. Speaking of Dan Slott, and um, shit, who's on art? I forgot. Uh, but Marvel 2-1 is going to continue when that happens. So, Chip, so if you're into this book, jump on now. It's only five issues in, and it's not going to be ending anytime soon. It's not like a mini, so that's actually cool. So I think I will be on board. I enjoy these characters a lot, so I'm going to keep going. The things have been fun. If you ever need, yeah. like, I think we talked about on the show, it, it, Chip's a good guy to go back from being fun, serious, and then also like an adventure-type book. Like, he's good in all levels, and uh really surprised me. Uh, the whole book did. So this is something I'm going to keep on until uh, Chip decides he's done. So um, I think I'm disappointed though that they're ma- that they're bringing the Fantastic Four, and for the fact that it's not Chip who's going to be writing it, because I would think that'd be an, a, a nice tie-in for Chip to have the Fantastic Four, but also still be doing the two-in-one special. To me, that makes more sense than having Slot have Fantastic Four. I know Dan. You're right. How's how slot? He wants to be able to uh, cross over Iron Man and Fantastic Four. That's why he's doing both. Ugh. Oh, he is doing both. I do Iron know, Fantastic Four. I do know that Dan Slott is a big Fantastic Four fan, and I even be, when he was writing Spider Man, he would mention that all the time. So I, I'm guessing that as like uh, since he's been writing Spider Man for ten years, and it's like a thank you. He was like, "Hey, what book do you want?" And he picked Fantastic Four. So, I mean, I would like chip on that book too, but I mean. Uh, his Silver Surfer uh, book, uh, Dan Slott, wasn't bad. So, Punisher number 223. This is Matthew Rosenberg and Gio Valanova, Punisher War Machine, part six. How's this book been going? That's a good cover. So good. I love it. I like from cover to cover, it's like adrenaline and like good story and just fun to follow and. Like, I think there's no better time to be reading a Punisher comic. I mean, there probably is in the past, but I mean, like, for me, right, like, it's, I've never had more fun reading a Punisher comic. It's, it is really good. I am hopeful that we move on. I mean, I'm not, I am a little bit getting kind of bored with the same thing going on over and over and over again. Um, I'm hoping that we can move on a little bit more to something else Punisher. Not always him fighting the same bad guys over and over again in the same continent or the same country. I think this is the last issue of the arc. So, but I love him being in the the iron suit. I think that honestly makes the most sense to me for Frank Castle to have all these guns already attached to him and just kicking ass. Uh, Rise of the Black Panther number four. This is uh, Tennessee Coates, um, Javier Pina. Secret Origins of the Black Panther Part 4. 
if you enjoyed uh, Black Panther, the only thing I can say about this book is if you enjoyed Black Panther as a movie, all this miniseries is doing is retelling the origin. So if you want to see the origin of T'Challa, uh, get this book. It's been uh, pretty good. So uh, speaking of, uh, never mind. I don't even know why I segue like that. Rogue and Gambit number four. This is Kelly Thompson and Perry uh, Perez. It's Rogue versus Gambit in a battle royal like the likes you've never seen before. We haven't missed. I've even seen Kelly Thompson. I know her book's only been uh, off the shelf for two weeks, but uh, I'm going to get my fix again. Kelly Thompson uh, announced that Hawkeye will be back this year, but I think this book's been uh, pretty good. What do you think, uh, Alex? The book is pretty good. Unfortunately, my thing is that I, I compare it to Hawkeye, and it, it doesn't compare to Hawkeye. Hawkeye is its own special I, I don't know i can almost tell that she loved that character and loved writing her that this is different like it's good i enjoy it but it, it's not filling that void that i'm missing with kelly thompson's hawkeye i can agree on that i mean like i really enjoy this like i think she gets the characters but it does feel like there's some kind of piece of heart missing in this but like episodically like it's it's a fun arc like each issue has been fun and like left on a good cliffhanger um but i think like i don't know feels like that she just got to pick a project or maybe she got paired up with this project and made the best she could uh i think it what it is is with hawkeye she really like found like the voice of hawkeye or kate it really is her voice and it really does feel like her. Where in this book, it does feel like people are writing Rogue and Gambit, which isn't bad. I mean, it still feels like it's a good book. It just feels like when Kate talked, it felt like Kate talking, or they talk. I feel feel like Kelly Thompson is talking through them. So um, it's good. I mean, it's a little mini series. So if you enjoy Rogue and Gambit, it's not like a bad thing you pick up. But I think it's been fun. So uh, those are the books for this week. Anything in the upside down you want to talk about, Garrett? Nope. Uh, so books for this week, okay. uh, April fourth, twenty eighteen. Uh, add those up. What is it, Alex? What? Say what? Uh, <laughs> what book are you looking forward to this week, Alex? Uh, I don't know. It's too many. You know, the weird thing is I thought I didn't have a lot of books. I really do. I think I'm kind of looking forward to that uh, analog number one. I'd say Isola, but I think someone else already said it. I'm going to say analog number one, just to give it a try. It's the number one. I'm excited. Garrett, what do you think? Uh, absolutely, Isola number one. I've like, there's been so much hype for me building up to this, and I can't believe it's already here. So super excited. I'm excited for those two too, but uh, I'll pick something different. So uh, Batman number forty four, Tom King, and uh, we get uh, Joel Jones and Hanin. So I believe uh, Hanin's gonna be doing the Batman side of it, and Joel's gonna be doing Catwoman side of it. So that'd be good to see a dual kind of art issue. So. Uh, some great books coming out. Like I said, not for me at least. I know you guys have a lot, but for me, not a lot. But I think the uh, uh it's not about the quantity; it's about the quality. You know who says that? Guess who's one? Uh, shout out to uh, K Dubs, <laughs> Alex. You know, last week you told me it's going to be good on Wednesday. It was nice, and then you said watch out for Easter; it might get a little cold. Uh, here we are, Tuesday on April. Uh, we got four inches of snow on the ground, and it's April. What's going on here? You know, I'm, uh, as a weatherman, my job is tough. I, uh, I have to tell you guys, it could snow. Or, you know, I can make your lives better by telling you it's going to be sunny. Unfortunately, all I get to tell you is uh, it snowed. Uh, it's going to be freaking freezing. 
So wear, wear your snow pants or wear your thermals. Uh, bring that heated blanket back out or snuggle up with your man or woman or dog, whatever you like. Um, it's going to be cold still, and we're going to get some more snow this week. It's a good time to make some hot, cho- some hot chocolate and read some comics. You know what I, well, I uh, tell you. You know what I wear to sleep. Let me know if it's safe or not. I bring a fire blanket, like you know, military grade. Does that work? <laughs> yeah, you know that will work. Um, usually what if my house starts on fire? fire? Going. Yeah. What if my house starts on fire? You think I'll be okay? Then you're safe. You're okay. safe. No way will that fire burn <laughs> you alive. Sorry, you guys are ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, you can try it and let us know what happens. Garrett, I'll what set about, your house on fire and wrap you in it. How about that? Garrett, what about them roads? <laughs> Southern roads looking with the snow on the ground. I don't know. I'm slipping sliding. What do you think? Um. Well, what's typical for at least our region for uh, snow is it'll snow really bad and then the sun will come out and melt it all away, basically. So um, I think the roads will be fine um, unless we, again, if we get more than six inches of snow, then probably not. But I think that, uh, A, you also, there's so many books coming out tomorrow, a lot of new number ones, that you need to get to your shop uh, as quick as you can, um, or if not, keep your pull list updated, because if you wait too long, those books will not be on the shelf. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. Go ahead and pull those two number ones for me while you're at it. Um. Wow. I mean, that's the joy. You may want to remind us tomorrow. That's the joy of comic books. You know, everybody helps everybody out. Uh, the world of comics is like in the 80s when we try to join hands across America. We're just handing comic books all across America. So ask your neighbors what book they like and grab them a copy of Analog Number 1. Give that to your grandma. Give a copy of Batman uh, 44. <laughs> give that to your sister. And give this is your, the worst give thing your, I've ever heard. Give your uncle a copy of Isola number one. They're going to enjoy these books. And you know what? At the end of the day, they're going to say, thank you for showing me the joy and love of comic books. My name is Marvin. (laughs) You suck. I'm Alex. I've never heard so much bullshit. I'm Garrett. Everyone, uh, stay warm and keep reading those books.